Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. Wearing my six shoes, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. Just like If there was a song that you could get me to karaoke, this would be it. Unfortunately, my karaoke days are over, but uh, should have been a Cowboy by Tony Keith or Rodeo by Garth Brooks. Those are my two favorite songs to sing as a, as a young kid. Do you think that you could find a cowboy hat to fit your head? No chance. I am so mad because I had a cowboy hat that fit my head. This was actually a professional requirement. I don't know if people know this. So first of all, my first newspaper job, writing job. And by the way, it's Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Missoula. My first newspaper writing job out of college was in Ellensburg, Washington. Ellensburg, Washington is known as Rodeo City, USA. The Ellensburg Rodeo Arena holds 20,000 people. It is bigger than Bobcat Stadium. It is almost as big as Washington Grizzly Stadium. And the Ellensburg Rodeo is over Labor Day weekend, and it is absolutely one of the biggest, most well-attended and famous rodeos in the world. It's the uh, either last or second-to-last stop on the Pro Rodeo Tour before the National Finals in Vegas. Well, to be able to go into the rodeo shoots and interview the Cowboys and Cowgirls, you have to wear boots, a collared shirt, and a cowboy hat. You cannot go in there. And so I inherited a sweet hat from my old man. I think my mom probably still has it. But I wore that hat for my two years covering rodeo. 
But when people ask me, like, what's the coolest thing you ever did? Or, or who's, like, the most high-profile athlete you ever interviewed? I've interviewed a lot of, you know, Dick Butkus and Eric Dickerson and Joe Theismann and a bunch of, you know, Bobby Knight. Trevor Brazil is probably the most successful athlete I've ever interviewed. He's multiple-time all-around world champion, multiple-time world bull riding champion, and he was at the Ellensburg Rodeo the second year. But uh, So, yes, I once upon a time, Tommy, had a cowboy hat. That could fit my head, but Sean, if you ever get a chance to, do, have you ever covered rodeo? Mm-hmm. I mean, from from your seat, from a Sean Rainey, by the way, SWX Montana Television uh, Sports Director, joining me here on Nuanas Now. Um, talk about great visuals. I mean, bull riding and bronc riding is pretty darn good for the TV, right? It is, and my favorite part of doing highlights for rodeo is um, using all of the bull or the horses, like their name. When oh, they're doing yeah. the writing, because oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. always the best, you know, because, you know, when you're doing your highlight, you know, each each highlight takes like eight to ten seconds yeah, or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. Some of them shorter. Sure. Right. Right. You know, but like you're like, and here's Johnny Smith on, you know, Lucky Strike, you know, or like some, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, just yeah. on all these names, like, and then you get to like do the highlight. Like, so yeah. that's, that's, and like the names are like really funny. And so that's kind of like one of my favorites. But yeah, the being, visuals are pretty crazy. Being down in the shoots is also um, some sort of dark comedy because all the cowboys, especially the bull riders, they know they're about to face death, basically. They're about to face uh, a very uh, scary situation. And so they're sitting there, they're drinking whiskey, they're smoking cigarettes. They're, I mean, it could be the last moment of their life. So they're they're really trying to ease the nerves. So it, it is fascinating. Tommy, that's, you- that's me most weekends. <laughs> No, it is. <laughs> Except for you don't then go get on the back of Bodacious. Are you a rodeo guy? Uh, no. Okay. Not really. Yeah, I just, you know, some people are, some people aren't. I don't know. I think it pretty much depends. Like, if you grew up in Montana, pretty much just depends if your dad took you to the rodeos or not. My dad was into it, so we used to always go uh, to rodeos. Speaking of rodeo, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, but uh, worth following back up on. Montana State's women's rodeo team won the national championship. Uh, over the this last week at the College National Finals Rodeo. That's the third national championship in Montana State history uh, for rodeo, for women's rodeo, and their first since 2011. Oh, but that's a big deal. I mean, College National Finals Rodeo is is a high level of competition. And, you know, the, some of these cowboys and cowgirls from Montana State, I mean, they're going to be going, they'll go pro for sure in rodeo. And so I just, I think it's great. I think it's awesome that they got it done. But uh, probably no better sport where you have intrinsic advantages based on your state than rodeo in Montana, right? Right, and we did a cool uh, feature Alex Eshelman over in Bozeman did on, doing a great on, job. on the Rasmussen sisters who are the daughters of Flint Rasmussen. Who is a legendary rodeo cowboy, or rodeo clown, excuse me. Yeah, and so she did a really cool feature on them and how you know one of the daughters was like super into it always from the, the get-go and then the other one was like, you know, where you're kind of like around it, like maybe like your dad played sports and so like you're around it so much that you're like, eh, I don't really want to do it. I kind of want to do my own thing. Sure. And then you like start just growing into it, even though like maybe in the beginning you wanted to like deny the fact that you liked it because you were initially just trying to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. Sure. And so they kind of ended up both doing it and they, you know, were both really, really good and, and part of that championship winning team. Super cool. Nuanas now. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, as well as on YouTube and on the live stream and all the various uh, different elements you can find this show. From what studio, Coulter? That's what I was getting to, Tommy, the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport here in Missoula, or you can find them online as well, nwmsrocks.com, the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. 
All right, Rainey. Uh, <laughs> first of all, does Kevin Durant ever get off social media? That's what I want to know. But Kevin Durant is in yet another... Um, I don't even think I could say the word. He's in another uh, tiff on... Uh, feud. Another feud. Battle. On, b- based on the Twitter. That uh, stems from the Twitter. And so I only heard a little of the back end of this conversation while I was listening to Max Kellerman as I was driving to the office today. Uh, but I haven't actually heard the full deal. So give, give us a load on this. This is basically Scottie Pippen versus Kevin Durant on a public forum. What do we got? Well, so when the Nets lost, he was kind of... Scotty Pippen did an interview with GQ, and he was kind of talking about how KD is kind of different than LeBron. And he said... That's right. So I'll just read a couple of the quotes here. So KD, as great as his offense was, it turned out to be his worst enemy because he didn't know how to play team basketball. He kept trying to go punch for punch. Have you ever seen LeBron take a shot like that? Talking about some of the the ending shots in the in, in that game, he ain't it's gonna t- he ain't gonna take that shot. He's gonna be smarter. He's gonna force a double. That's what KD wasn't able to do. KD can score better than LeBron, but as he surpassed LeBron, nah, he tried to beat Milwaukee instead of utilizing his team. You see what I'm saying? LeBron would have figured out how to beat them and wouldn't have been exhausted, and he may not have taken the last shot. LeBron ain't KD, and KD ain't LeBron. And I mean, so that's absolutely spot on, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing that he said there was wrong. It's all it's all correct. KD is a better scorer than LeBron. LeBron James also gets scrutinized by uh, non-educated basketball fans for this perception that he gives up the ball late in games. LeBron James has a variety of game winners, just not as many as guys like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, but he's also made the game-winning play so many different times. I mean, who who passed Kyrie Irving the ball to hit the shot in the finals to beat the Warriors? LeBron James. So yeah. he just Le, the, you know, LeBron James makes the winning play. He oftentimes is scrutinized for it. It's just so hard. And I don't, I don't know why the NBA brings this out more than any other sport when we're comparing players, but like... It's, it's okay. because we have a defined formula. It's just, it's okay that they're different. It's okay. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like LeBron, if he was in KD's situation a few years, like when he was in his prime at yeah. the same, like they probably would have won that series yep. because LeBron, like oh, he's already proven it. He went, he went to the finals without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love when they went both got hurt. Eight years in a row. Didn't matter who was on his team. Because he, like everything what Scottie Pippen just said. He will. He knows how to, you know, dissect a defense and a team and utilize the pieces around him better than Kevin Durant. But, like, if you're if you're just being like, hey, I need I need one on one. I need you to get a bucket here. Kevin Durant is the more gifted scorer and the more gifted in that certain scenario. He's more gifted like, than that everybody shot, in the history of the league in like, certain ways. I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant is the only dude that straight gave it to LeBron in crunch time in the finals. The only dude ever. And, that's, and he did, and he won the finals MVP, so he does have that over LeBron for sure. Well, and that's why that's why Steve Kerr said that Kevin Durant is more gifted than Michael Jordan, because he is. He's almost seven feet tall, can dribble, can shoot it better. Like, he's he's got all the physical traits, but for there's sure. obviously more than just that into, you know, becoming a great basketball player. What, what do you think of this element? My mother was actually telling me this last night, which I thought was uh, a great, and maybe not last night, but last time we were watching hoops together, uh, and I thought it was a great observation. Durant is, he's so phenomenally coordinated, and he's such a great shooter. I mean, he's he's such a great ball handler, which then sets up so many of his his variety of shots, which he has more shots in the bag than almost anybody in the history of the league. But all that said, because he is so long and lean and awkward looking, he also moves not that gracefully. He's he's very um, smooth, but he's also not. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he 
I thought my mom made a good point. Like, get, to the common fan, guys like Michael Jordan, Stephen Curry, and LeBron James, they move so flu- Dwayne Wade, they move so beautifully that it's hard to deny just how how amazing it is to watch them. And that might be one of the things that holds the opinions of Durant back because he is objectively, what would you say, a top 15 player of all time, top 10 player of all time already? And he still has some stuff to add to his resume, to be sure. But he's never going to be, because of his sort of surly personality and the way he moves, I think he's never going to be in the same company as those. Kobe Bryant's another one that's beautiful to watch. Just, and to me though, like he, the, I think he's an all-time great, obviously. Sure. But I would have liked to see him be the best player yep. on a team that's not a super stack team and no lead question. them to a championship. Like, no and, question. And he hasn't been able to do that. But I, w- I wanted to read the response that he had to, yes. to Scotty please, Pippen. Please, please. So he goes, quote, didn't the great Scotty Pippen refused to go in the game for the last second shot because he was in his feelings. His coach drew up a play for a better shooter. And that's accurate too. And so like, but this is the thing like I that I hate about Kevin Durant. He's like the most insecure, sensitive, oh, oh. like an athlete, not even NBA player, like athlete I've ever seen. Like the fact that he like comes up with like a burner account to respond to like junior hires who are talking crap about him on Twitter. Like it's just, uh, it's unreal. I don't, it is unreal. he has some sort of arrested development. And it's just, and it's just so unlikable as I am finding the, some of the other Twitter things in my video starts (laughs) playing. Um, But yeah, he just goes like, you know, talking about Scotty Pippen. He's like, this guy's, you know, Scotty also wanted to, you know, enjoy his summer. So he chose to rehab during the season. That's true. You know, they followed Phil, not you. It's true. Um, when when in response to like him missing uh, Scotty Pippen missing Game Seven for a migraine, which is you know also true. But well, there like, was also there was the time when Scotty Pippen needed to have surgery and he didn't have it because he wanted to enjoy his summer and then he had surgery and missed the first part of the next year. Yeah, so I mean, it's just. But if you're Kevin Durant, like, just take the high road for once. You know, like just, just get off Twitter, he's just, bro. He's just so whiny all the time. It's and, crazy, like, and man. He, you know, and I just don't. I don't know. He's just not very. His game is likable, but his him as a person and his personality and the way he acts on the court and off of it especially is just not likable. It's totally opinion. true. It's totally abrasive. Nuanas now. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Talking all things NBA here in hour number two of Nuanas now. Uh, a couple quick news briefs before we get into the discussion of the conference finals, because I do think it's a very compelling uh, set of teams, a new set of teams, which I think is fun uh, for everybody that follows the NBA. And I think some guys that are really having great breakouts right now. But a couple things first before we get into that. Rick Carlisle resigned as the coach of the Dallas Mavs. He led the Mavericks for uh, more than 10 years. He, he won a championship in Dallas. He was a very good coach. He always had the Mavs in the mix, no matter if they were uh, you know, the Dirk Nowitzki Mavs or the rebuilding Mavs or now the Luka Doncic Mavs. But it seems as if there was maybe a little fracturing between Carlisle and Doncic. And so the Mavs move on. Carlisle moves on. Today, hired as the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers for the second, or excuse me, not the Philadelphia 76ers, the Indiana Pacers for the second time. <laughs> Talk about Freudian slip. That was my prophecy of Doc Rivers going to get fired after one season in Philly. No, um, Carlisle hired by the Indiana Pacers. So w- what do you think of that? Because Carlisle, I think Carlisle's a really good coach. I think he's a good coach, but I think he kind of has like some old school philosophies that I don't know if they work with the younger generation of player, which is what I think some of the issues that he had with Luca. Um, And also just now it says that uh, Jason Kidd is the strong front runner for the Mavs. That was what the next one I was going to ask you. What do you think of that? I don't know. See, this is, uh, (sighs) this is so hard for me because I don't, 
I don't think that an NBA head coach is like the most important thing. Like in, in some ways it is in most, in most of the actual tangible coaching ways, it's not. You're right. You know, like the Eric Spolstros and the Brad Stevenses are very rare guys that actually do make a huge difference. But in does what Brad they, Stevens though? Well, that right. He, when, when he didn't, when he, when he lost his team, he didn't. Right. Yeah. Like I think, like when he just, had his right point guard like Isaiah Thomas, he did. But when he didn't have that type of guy, it, you're right, he didn't. But it's very. Uh, what I'm saying is like Spolster does earn you, you know, a handful of points by what he draws up in and out of timeouts and stuff like that. But most guys are just like Frank Vogel, <laughs> just let it roll the ball out there, and let it roll. Just let LeBron James coach the team. Exactly. I think like a lot of championship level teams, it 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 more matters like just the roster and the players that you have more than the coach is is basically what I'm saying. But then when you get down to it. Like if you don't have like the absolute dominant team, like like I I think the Bucks are not very well coached. Totally, and you were seeing some of that play out, and it might be hurting them a little bit. Like Mark Jackson, he was a fine coach, sure. but he didn't get you know it wasn't he kind of held the Warriors back a little bit. Sure, and so you get somebody else in there that kind of just fits. It's more like who just fits a little bit better. Well, it's, you know? it's more who and do like, your who do your superstars want to play for. Yeah, and then there's like some you know philosophy Steve, like things. Kevin like, Durant is really good friends with Steve Nash, so that's it's it's gonna work. It's gonna work better than than most other coaches trying to coach Kevin Durant. Yeah, Steve Kerr fits really well with the the I Splash think, Brothers and and everybody from the Warriors. And I think obviously there's some coaches though that you know are able to make more adjustments, especially in a playoff series, and they also have a better understanding of like certain rotations and who to mix in with who, which are kind of like kind of the only two things I think like. The main things as an NBA coach that can separate you are being able to make right. adjustments in a series, game to game. Unless you have a young team like the Suns or the Hawks, where I think those coaches are making a difference now. Will they make a big difference moving forward as Trey Young becomes sort of the master of that team and, and becomes older? Uh, you know, same thing with the Suns. Like when Chris Paul moves on, and or or, it, or even if he doesn't, as Devin Booker continues to develop. Will Monty Williams and Nate McMillan have similar impacts? I don't know. But don't you think that coaching does matter a little bit more for the younger teams as well? Yeah, for sure. And then also, like, you know, when you look at, like, like those Popovich teams and stuff, like the way that they, like, move the ball right. and some of their general philosophies. Like, the Bucks. I mean, there were there's times where, like, they don't move the ball at all. Their defense, like, they, like, so they, they're known for kind of playing this, like, drop defense, you right. know, and, like, Trey Young just, like, ripped them to shreds. Oh, and even in the game, Bootenholzer was just like, Trey Young's not the problem, it's everybody else. It's like, at that point, he had, you know, he had 40 points. Yeah. Like, at that, when he was doing that interview, it's like, okay, maybe if he had, like, 30 or, like, 25, like... 40, and he also had, like, 11 assists. I know. He's, he's like, contributed, like, 70 points. I was like, he's out there doing whatever he wants. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, maybe... Like, especially, like, they're so athletic and have the guys... They have a good enough defenders. Like, you could just switch instead of doing what they were doing. You know, like, there's... So, like, that's, an, a, a, you know, an example. I think, like, Tyron Lue is actually a pretty good coach. And For he, sure. You know, and he's he's been able to make... You know adjustments with that roster that we're seeing that like Doc Rivers couldn't even do. I mean they're they're playing pretty well without Kawhi, and I think Tyron Lue is is pulling a lot of the right strings and making a lot of you know good substitutions and and rotations and things like that. So, Nuwana is now one hundred two ninety ESPN Missoula SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me, Coulter Nuanas. We usually do this together on Wednesdays. Doing it on Thursday because we're out tomorrow. So this is the last Nuanas now of this week. But uh, happy to be broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They have the biggest inventory in the entire Pacific Northwest. 
Okay, so let's keep talking about this Milwaukee-Atlanta series. First of all, I think that we talked a couple weeks ago about sort of the, the ramifications of the squads that could and then since have lost in the NBA playoffs. And uh, whether it was the Philadelphia 76ers or the, there's some squads, the, the Mavs, they've already sort of faced their judgment day, but there's a lot of squads that if and when they lost, we knew that it was going to be the beginning of what would be an offseason of change. I don't really know. I didn't really expect the... 76ers to be in the spot before the Bucks. I thought I thought the Sixers were going to win that series, even though they were not playing particularly well. I just I didn't think that the Bucks had enough. I think that Giannis is a great player, but I don't think that the Bucks' big three, quote unquote, with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, it's just not that good. The fault of the Sixers is that their big three includes Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is just sucks now. But regardless. Milwaukee comes into the... I thought then after they won Game 7, they'd come into the Eastern Conference Finals with a lot of momentum, and I didn't think the Hawks would be ready for the moment, but I know it's only one game, but based on last night's result, like you said, I mean, the matchup is really bad for the Bucs. Trey Young is a nightmare for what the Bucs want to do on defense, and he just sliced them. And the other thing about the Hawks is they are red hot, and they don't know any better. I... And, you know, we had this conversation when you... Me, Kyle Sample, and Ben Wyman drove over to Coeur d'Alene. I've been on Buck Suns for a while. You have. And I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with it. Like, I think so. I think the Suns are going to win the whole thing. I think and the that's Suns hard are, to argue as of right now. I think the Suns are really good. I think it's a shame that Chris Paul hasn't been able to play in the finals, in the West Conference finals. It's it's looking like he he it could play be, tonight. I know. Um, and I, so, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't think you can just like write in the Suns right now, but pretty, I mean, I, I would be shocked if they lose this series to the Clippers. Like well, the Suns are playing so two, good right now. They already now. have a two zero cushion. Yeah, but and Paul George's meltdown has commenced. I think. I think the Bucks win in five or six. I think they roll from here. I really do. I just think that they're the the better, more talented team. They kind of like are probably rolling into it. Maybe being like, we're just going to roll these guys. They're not that good. Yeah. You get punched in the mouth early. I think they'll respond, and I still think the Bucks are going to take it in five or six. And then I think the Suns. Beat the Bucks. It's gonna it's gonna take some uh, elevated efforts from guys that uh, I wouldn't put a lot of money on. But I don't. It's not that they can't do it. I think that they can. But will they? It's gonna take big shots by guys like Middleton, but also Brooke Lopez is probably gonna have to hit some unlikely well, see, shots. It's funny though that you say that, and and you wouldn't say like that. Giannis has to hit big shots, and that's because like that's like why the Bucks are flawed, and you don't trust it. Is no question. Because like, Giannis you can't, can't hit shots. Yeah, you can't trust when your best player can't shoot. Same thing with Philly. That's why it would have been hilarious if Philly and the in Milwaukee played <laughs> Simmons versus Giannis. Like that would have been just great. Fifty points per game, all at the rim. Both. I, I would no, no. Just imagine. Imagine like late in games, both oh. teams are just fouling, oh. are fouling the other guy because neither just, of them can make free throws. Thank God that did not happen. <laughs> you get two 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 guards slash you know forward. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, guys yeah, that yeah. handle the ball that like shoot like below fifty percent from the free throw line, just getting hacked. That would have been pretty great TV. We're gonna continue our NBA conversation, but we have to pivot. No pun intended. To the gridiron, Montana State has a new quarterback commit. Jordan Reed from Southern California is a six foot six gunslinger. Looks like he fits the prototype in terms of size that Brent Vegan, new head coach from Montana State, has favored for most uh, of his coaching career before now arriving at Montana State. So, what is this recruit all about? What is Jordan Reed all about? But also, where does this fit into the Bobcat football program? Is this the quarterback that Montana State's been searching for for quite some time? Jordan Reed will join us here on Nuanas Now, one hundred two ninety ESPN Missoula. Back after this. 
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. One of the greatest songs on one of the greatest albums by one of the greatest bands of all time. Love it. Love Dire Straits. Love their first two albums, particularly Mark Knopfler, A Virtuoso, and uh, Six Blade Knife. Definitely one of my favorite songs of all time as well. Welcome back. Nuana is now your one-stop shop for all things sports. We will dabble a little music, too, especially when my main man, Tommy Evans, is on the control board there in the back. Thanks so much for him for rolling with us here. I'm Coulter Nuwana. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, is joining me, but he's uh, he's out of the studio right now because uh, I'm gonna we're gonna welcome in Jordan Reed, quarterback, commit to the uh, Montana State Bobcats here in just a minute. Rainey and I are hitting the road to tonight to building, so he's got to finish up a little bit of his feature for his newscast, and so he'll be back with us to finish up our NBA conversation here in just a minute. But uh, we will welcome in. Jordan Reed, quarterback from El Centro, California, here uh, in just a quick minute. Nuanas Now is brought to you, uh, broadcasted to you, excuse me, uh, from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, the largest inventory of trucks in the entire Pacific Northwest. They're new to Missoula. Go check them out. The corner of Stevens and Mount. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They definitely aren't lying. They got a lot of trucks down there. So go check them out. Or you can visit nwmsrocks.com. Another piece of news real quick before we get to Jordan Reed, newest quarterback commit to the Montana State Bobcats. Bozeman's, uh, Bozeman Gallatin High School is a new high school, and their first Division One commit comes from Ryan Schlepp. He was a second-team All-State tight end uh, last year at uh, Bozeman Gallatin High School, and uh, he'll be a senior in the fall. So this is a, an early commitment from a six foot four, 220-pound local kid to the Cats. But I've seen Ryan Schlepp in person, and... Uh, have not watched him on the football field besides live and in person, but I have watched him on uh, SWX because they broadcast a Gallatin game last year. But uh, the kid's a div- Division One talent for sure, and uh, that's a good get for Montana State, making sure that the Bozeman kid uh, stays home. That Gallatin coaching staff also has a bunch of former um, Montana State Bobcats on it. So I know that Schlepp is, is getting coached at least in part by J.P. Flynn, who's a former All-American in Montana State as well. So another good get for Montana State. Speaking of a good get and one that I think has a lot of intrigue behind it, Brett Vegan has long been known for his quarterback acumen. Uh, at North Dakota State, he helped recruit and develop guys like Brock Jensen and uh, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick. And then at uh, Wyoming, famously, he helped develop Josh Allen as well. And uh, those guys all 
have a couple things in common. They're all about 6'5 or 6'6. Six, six. They all have rocket arms, and uh, each and every one of those guys went to the NFL. Remains to be seen what happens with this young, this next young man, but it is an interesting fold because he does fit the prototype that Coach Vegan has wanted, and he's also the first quarterback commit that Montana State's newest head coach has brought into the fold at MSU. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. and welcome in Jordan Reed, uh, one of the latest commits to the Montana State Bobcats. Jordan, sorry we missed it the other day, but thanks so much for making some time with us, man. Thank And uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. You doing great yourself? Thank you so much uh, for asking. I'm doing outstanding here as well. So tell me this. I know so much about California and the recruiting trails in California because so many of the Big Sky schools, uh, the Big Sky Conference schools, have recruited California, especially Southern California, so hard. But El Centro, California, uh, where you are from, I have never heard of. So tell me, where is El Centro by? Is is this uh, near Los Angeles, or where are you located at? Um, So we're about two and a half hours from San Diego. We're more of a border town. We're literally like 20 minutes out from the border. So it's not really on the map. It's a small town. We have like three or four towns that all gated together. Um, It's just a little town out in the desert, you know, driving by the desert and the dunes. And you'll see a little couple buildings and stuff. So that's basically where we're at. Very interesting. So that's a that's a new area for Montana State to dip into, but to be expected since Montana State has largely a new coaching staff, including a new head coach in Brent Vegan. So take us through uh, your recruiting process. When did Montana State first land on your radar? How did it all play out for you, and what made you decide? Uh, I guess it's been a little while here uh, since you made your first uh, initial commitment, June 10th, uh, so about two weeks since you made your commitment on Twitter. But w- just take us through the recruiting process, process and how it all worked for you. Um, well, it's interesting because around my junior year, this same coaching staff was at Wyoming recently, and these guys were recruiting me really heavily when I was at my old high school because I, I was at an old high school before. And when I transferred out after my junior year, um, they were really um, recruiting me heavy, vegan and all that coaching staff from there at Wyoming. And as soon as sports were about to start, California was probably the last state I think it was the last state to start football, which was around in, I want to say March. And during quarantine and all that stuff, my recruiting was, it was kind of slowing, slowed down a little bit. Um, I was still going to camps and all that kind of stuff, but it kind of slowed down. But once they announced that California's going to have a season, it opened back up. A lot of schools calling me. And when they went to that coaching staff, went to Montana State, they found out that I was playing at a different school. And that I was going to have a season. And as soon as the season started, they started recruiting me, contacting me. And as the season went on, they offered what they offered me. And that's where I am today. What a fascinating story because it seems like there were so many different factors that went into all this, particularly the pandemic. But I'm so happy for you uh, that you were able to, to, to find your way and, and find a way to, to reach the collegiate level. But when you were going through, when you're in the midst of all that and, and you have schools sort of dropping off you for things that are sort of outside of your control – what was that like? That must have been pretty frustrating for you. Yeah, it was It was very, um, like, I guess disappointing in myself because you kind of feel like, dang, like, I, or, or I, I felt like I could have worked harder, but I learned that it's not in my control that stuff happens for a reason, you know? But it also kind of, like, just kind of, like, downgrades you. Like, it, it, re- it, like, just puts a toll on you knowing that, like, schools are, like, I guess giving up in a sense or not just really being interested and just not having that control really did suck. But once everything opened back up, it just like gives you a new life and kind of happy it all went 
kind of happy it went the way it was. So, because I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read somewhere. Jordan Reed, by the way, joining us. He's a, uh, the newest quarterback commit to the Montana State Bobcats. Listen to Nuanez now, both on ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm cool through Nuanez. Uh, Jordan, I think I, I think I read somewhere. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you're gonna you plan on gray shirting this next fall. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so what they told me is that they plan on gray shirting me throughout the first semester and. When second semester rolls around, depending how I do and how I adapt to the environment, that can possibly turn into a full scholarship. But when they told me I had a gray shirt, I I knew what it was, and I was like, this isn't bad either because, you know, financial aid comes into play, all that other stuff. And I was like, this is way better than having to pay for about $20,000, $30,000 scholarship to go play at a Division three school. So for me, it was like, you know what, this is great, so... I, I took the gray shirt, and I I was very excited to have that offer. It's a great option, too. Uh, an underutilized one oftentimes, but I think that a lot of times, especially if you just make sure to take care of business in the classroom and you end up getting that extra year eligibility back, it's it's one where you, know, you can – you can get a little bit ahead from a developmental standpoint, physically, you know, gaining strength, things like that, and uh, also then kind of get a hit, hit the ground running when you do join the squad. So uh, a good option, I think, for you and for a lot of players as well. Jordan Reed joining us here on Nuanez now. Uh, he's a quarterback from Southern California, six foot six, and uh, the recent, most recent quarterback commit to Brent Vegan and his staff at Montana State. So let's talk about that element of things, Jordan. What sort of things do you like about Brent Vegan? Because he comes with uh, a pretty extensive and successful resume of developing quarterbacks. Um, with Vegan, he's very cerebral. Um, he's like an assassin. assassin. Every, well, the first time I met him and talked to him, you could just tell that the way he talks, the way he acts, he always has something behind it. He's always thinking of head. Um, and like his resume, like you said, I mean, the guys he's put through from North Dakota State at Wyoming, Wentz and Allen, like that's, that's struck my eye. I was like, dang, you know, like maybe I had that potential to make it to the league and use what I have to make it to the next level. And I see Vegan and I see his staff and I'm like, this is, this is somewhere I really want to be because I feel like they can develop me into possibly going to the next level. And not just as a player, but as an overall character and a man, I feel like they can develop me into the best person I can be. Taylor Housewright takes over as the offensive coordinator at Montana State, and I find the dynamic of the coordinators at MSU a fascinating one because both of those guys are very young guys. They've both been on this show. Nuana is now here with us, and uh, they have some pretty interesting philosophies when it comes to football. It's sort of the opposite of old school. It's, it's new age, and I, I like a lot of what they're doing in terms of designing uh, the offense and defense around uh, personnel groups and, and just the personnel they have on the roster. Uh, but just from a, a fit perspective, how do you think you fit into maybe, maybe what Coach Housewright wants to do offensively? I think we fit great. Um, I talk to him a lot on the phone. When I visit, I talk to him a lot, and me and him just click. Like, our football minds, like, we see what, we, we see what each other see, like, we, we just think alike, and I love what he's doing with the offense. I love what his scheme and game plan is. I like the way he thinks. Actually, sorry, I love the way he thinks. He's just a great overall coach, and I feel like me and him are going to get along really well. Jordan Reed joining us. He is a, I guess you, you recently graduated, right? Yes, I just graduated. Well, congratulations on that. A recent graduate then, uh, and a incoming Montana State football player, quarterback from El Centro, California. Tell us about the 
high school that you went to. Jordan, what sort of offensive stuff were you guys running, and how do you think that sets you up for this opportunity? Um, we ran a, ran a spread, no huddle offense, you know, aired the ball out, inside zone schemes. Um, at Central Union High School, Coach Pena, I mean, most of these guys down the coaching staff of Vegan know who Coach Pena is. Um, he came Uh-oh. I think we might have lost Jordan. Jordan Reed, Montana State incoming quarterback. Uh, joining us here on Nuanez now. I think you've got him. Jordan, are you back? Oh, we, we I'm lost, here, we lost yeah, you just for a second. But uh, Jordan Reed back with us here on Nuanez now. So, I'm uh, sorry to cut you off there, Jordan, but continue. Oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. So, do you, do you feel like the jump will be a big one for you? Or are you, are you pretty uh, familiar with a lot of the, the schematic stuff that Montana State's going to want to run? Um, I, I feel like it's be a big jump, but the way the offense is set up, I feel like I've been through it enough at my old high school with my old coach. Um, I feel pretty confident once if I take a step into the offense and they give me the ropes. I feel like I'll be able to do my best, and I feel like I'll be comfortable, like I said, talking to Coach Hassler and the way he thinks and the way I think. I feel like it'd just be, you know, a next-level offense, but I think I fit in pretty well. Well, we get you out of here on this then. Well, I guess uh, two more questions for you. One, uh, have you have you had a chance to make it to Bozeman yet, or, or was most of your um, tours of campus and things like that just done via Zoom or FaceTime? Oh, yes. Um, actually, recently, about, I think about a month ago almost, time-wise, um, like about three weeks ago, I was actually on the campus. I got to take a visit. I got to see how it was. And it, it's a great place. Bozeman's a beautiful place. For me, I don't really... Um, mind like where I would live or like how the city is or if it's a big city or you know whatnot but Bozeman's a, a very beautiful place campus is really beautiful I'm very glad I got to take a visit and overall just the campus is just amazing well Jordan we'll get you out of here on this Jordan Reed joining us here on Nuanas now he's the most recent quarterback commit to the Montana State Bobcats Brent Vegan new head coach and his staff this is the first quarterback that they will bring in and, and uh, add to the roster um, so uh, one that comes with a lot of interest but the fact that you, you now have your future laid out Jordan uh, I know you talked about the frustrations of going through what you went through but now it seems like you have this uh, great new opportunity to come uh, try to make your name in the Big Sky Conference so uh has it sunk in yet, first and foremost, and this must feel great not only for you but for your family as well to uh, achieve a dream like you are right now and uh, get a chance to play Division One football? Oh, man, it, it started to sink in recently. Um, you know, just like graduating, it kind of sunk in a little bit afterwards. But right now, being able to have a chance to play college football to one of the, to one of the best coaches for me personally in the entire country, um, I just feel excited. I'm really excited i'm grateful all glory to god for this i mean it's it's a great it's going to be a great experience and i'm just hoping for the best and i'm just ready to go out there and play well jordan we look forward to meeting you in person uh good luck with your summer probably won't get a chance to actually meet you in person until uh, after the gray shirt year is over but maybe we'll catch up with you in between now and then but in the meantime be well uh, congratulations to you and your family again and uh, thanks so much for joining us here on espn radio Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. God bless. Jordan Reed. Man, these kids are so good at interviews now. I can't even believe how good they're getting at interviews. It's amazing. Uh, thanks so much to Jordan Reed for joining us. Sean Rainey back in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas. Some more things about the uh, NBA on the other side. Keep it right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Welcome back. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Sean Rainey joining me, Colter Nuanez. Last Nuanez now for the week. We'll be off tomorrow. We're heading over to the Montana Football Hall of Fame. One of my favorite nights of the year. And so we'll uh, be participating and uh, helping with the banquet. I'm on the board of directors, so doing a lot of different things, including hosting the VIP thing tomorrow night. And then Saturday, 6 p.m. at the Billings Convention Center, uh, we will be hosting the fifth induction ceremony for the Montana Football Hall of Fame, a night to remember each and every year. Tommy, do you like the Decemberists? Oh, absolutely. That's good. Who? I feel like there was another trailhead around here that didn't. Am I getting that right? The, uh, absolutely not, no. Oh, okay. These guys are like uh, the true golden shining star to come out of the state, you know. For sure. I mean, yeah, the Sembras, they're from Helena, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, and who's the who's the lead singer? Uh, Colin Malloy. Colin well, he was Malloy. born in Helena. He came here, went to the university. Got right. A, I think a journalism degree. He did. He did. That's, that's And then exactly uh, right. played around town a bunch, did a show with Jack White, and... Uh, now he has a lot more money than you and I will ever have, yeah, Coulter. That's the truth. One of my one of my dear friends, who I know is not listening right now because she's uh, in Texas, but uh, she wrote. She was in uh, school at the University of Montana as well. She wrote an essay uh, about Colin Malloy that I helped proofread for her, so I learned a lot about him as well. But they are certainly uh, pride of Montana. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television in studio with me. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio nwmsrocks.com. Go check that out for the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I want to finish our NBA conversation, Rain Man, but first, you just tweeted something about the NFL. So uh, the NFL makes uh, a decision. I can't see. I'm colorblind. I could care less about uniforms. I can't. I don't even know when teams change their uniforms. Everybody keeps telling me that the Grizz have new uniforms. They look the same that they've looked to me since 1996. I can't see a single difference besides how tight fit they are. I have no idea. It doesn't matter to me at all. I know I'm in the minority on that, though, because people love this stuff. So tell us what's going on in the NFL. Yes, they approved an alternate helmet. So the rule was you you can only have one helmet, so one colored helmet. It's the same. So now all teams that want to go with throwback uniforms, they can match that with their helmet. So the Seahawks can go with their silver helmet with the Seahawks logo and like a silver jersey. Like Broncos can can wear you know the old school one with the with the D on it. Chargers can have like a navy blue helmet with the white you know lightning bolt instead of you know the white helmet. So I think it's going to be. Absolutely incredible. I think it's going to be awesome because, I mean, think about Like, I know you are you said you're not huge into jerseys and stuff, but, like, especially when you're, like, a kid, like, 
those some of those logos and those jerseys just like you know they get you in your feelings you know like you, sure. you, you think about those uniforms and like and you're just at that time where you're so like impressionable and it just means something different to you so like I think having the teams be able to fully wear those is going to be awesome in your feelings man it's, it's this is so funny to say but that reminds me of my brother's oldest son so much it's like his favorite he loves Drake man it's so funny like he's four years old just rapping Drake good parenting. Uh, by, and I'm being serious. My sister-in-law is just the best. She just uh, she raises these coolest kids. I showed you the video the other day yep. of him rambling about the NBA. I mean, gosh, he could be on Nuanas now with us. He's, he knows everything about the NBA. It's unbelievable. Uh, regardless, speaking of the NBA, we broke down um, the the Eastern Conference Finals, and despite Atlanta's big win last night and Trey Young's virtuoso performance, which by the way we didn't even really get to Trey Young, we'll get to that next week because I want to talk more about him. Um, I thought he was fine coming out of college. His stats were unbelievable. I never thought he was going to be this good, though. I mean, he is—he's a bona fide, like, real deal superstar. I mean, he—he's—he already won them a playoff series. He's now got them up one nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. See, I liked him. You did, like, but. I also, but there's other guys that I liked coming out that ended up not being good, you know? Right. But I always, like, I... Would you rather have him or Devin Booker? Um, Probably him. That's pretty close right now. Probably him just because... He's better on the ball. Yeah. And I think the league is just such an on-the-ball... That's what sets Booker apart, though, because I think Booker's the best off-the-ball player in the league. Uh, I mean, I'd have to... You, you, I mean, you think about it, though, because all the other guys that you would put ahead of Booker overall all play on the ball. I guess Kevin Durant's probably the best off-the-ball player in the league because he, he does play on it sometimes, but he does play off it quite a bit. I think the whole off-the-ball, on-the-ball argument is interesting because, I mean, Devin Booker was on the ball when Chris Paul was out. Like, well, right. he, he would That's bring true. it up the whole time. True, true, you know true, what I mean? true, true, so, true, true, true. But I... I'd probably take Trey Young over Devin Booker. Man, that's a good one, though, right? That is tough. They're both, I mean, they, they are the two breakout stars of this NBA playoffs so far. And I think that's been a great thing for the league because I think that uh, moving forward, both those guys are very marketable. Uh, you know, they have, I mean, Devin Booker has his pop culture appeal. We'll see how his his uh, relationship within the Kardashian slash Jenner family affects his his, his performance. But, uh, but Trey Young is just so marketable I think, for all, a variety of reasons. I think Trey Young's ability to, like, get his teammates involved yeah. with the way that he can pass and make plays. Yeah. But then again, like, there's more really good point guards and not as many good, like, shooting guards. For sure. So it's almost like a uh, value of of the scarcity at the position, yeah. which which elevates his value there too. So that's a good question. It is a good question. Trey Young's so good at the the high pick and roll too, which is such an essential part of NBA offenses. Like I think he is the best guy in the high pick and roll in, in the league. I mean, think of look at the numbers that some of the guys he's playing with are putting up. I mean, Trey Young's doing like Harlem Globetrotter stuff in games, throwing it off the backboard to guys in traffic. It's it's quite a thing to behold. It's quite a spectacle. Spectacle to behold. Sean Rainey joining me on Nuanas now. Just a couple minutes left before we hit the highway to Billings. You missed anything in the show. It's been a fun show. I can't even really remember what we talked about because we talked about so many different things. Uh, baseball pitchers with their pants off. NBA, John Rahm uh, in the uh, and the landscape of golf. Jordan Reed joined us, new Bobcat quarterback. All that can be found on the podcast, which is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Uh, only a couple minutes left here, Rain Man, but the Suns, without Chris Paul, lead the Los Angeles Clippers 2 to nothing. The ending of the game the other night was excruciating until it was thrilling, and uh, what a play by Jay Crowder uh, with the out-of-bounds alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton and the Suns in full control over the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. What? 
stupid defense. Like, so dumb. If you're Demarcus Cousins, why aren't you taking the alley-oop away? Right. I don't understand this. Well, it's DeMarcus I think they were Cousins. So... He doesn't understand basketball. That's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, this is also like <laughs> Monty Williams like totally outcoached Tyrell Lue in that oh, situation boy. because they were so just ready for Devin Booker to get the shot. Yep. And then the Suns used Devin Booker Decoy. on the back screen yep. to yeah, and because they were totally worried that he was going to screen and pop, and they yep. were going to find him. Yep. Like, and I also I didn't know that that goaltending role. I didn't they know did. that there is no goaltending on an inbounds play like that. Like, even Aiden didn't even know because he like hit it and made it and dunked it, and he was like wasn't fully celebrating. He was kind of like looking back because he didn't know. Um, but tonight's gonna be fascinating, especially with Chris Paul coming back. This is the chance for the Suns to end it. Yep. To step on their throat. And so, like, a lot of – normally I'd be like, well, you know, 2-0, a good team coming home, like, they'll get the win here. But if you're Phoenix, especially with, like, arrested, if Chris Paul, as long as he has, like, no, uh, you know, if he's Flaring good to go. Sure. Like, I don't know, man. I think the Suns might just step on their throat tonight and end it. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're off tomorrow. We're out to the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet. Maybe we'll see you there. We still have tickets available. Billings Hotel and Convention Center, 6 p.m. Saturday night. It's a great night, night to remember. And either way, we'll give you the full recap and rundown next week. Thanks to Sean Rainey for SWX Montana Television for joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now. And uh, everybody, stay cool. Be safe. Next week, we'll have Montana Football Hall of Fame stuff. We'll also have a preview of the match, and we'll continue to give you all the best in Sports Talk Radio from around the greatest state in the United States of America. That's Montana. Thanks so much for listening. In the meantime, be good. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.